Welcome to episode 210 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg. And my guest this week, I'm always thrilled to have her on the show, Kelly Gamont. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well, David. How are you? I'm doing well myself here. It's uh, just before the, the 4th of July holiday here in the United States. We're going to have a nice long weekend coming up here. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yes. Um, but... Uh, there's still a fair amount of stuff we came up with this week. Uh, lots of good news stories that are happening. Uh, uh, the iPhone is 15 years old. We're going to talk I about know. that a little bit because uh, it's been. I was. I was thinking I, about I, that. I know you and I are going to have some. <laughs> we're going to have some. We're going to have some uh, good things to talk about related to that. Yeah. We both have a long history uh, with yeah. iPhone. I was thinking but, about that a couple weeks uh, ago. But, um, like, yeah. hasn't it been like 15 years or something? And went and looked, and sure enough, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. So, let's. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in just a little bit here. But uh, I got a bunch of news stories here. So let's uh, go ahead and dive into some of the news that uh, happened this week. Uh, first story I got here is uh, Apple is offering Apple Card owners four percent daily cash back at select stores in July. Uh, Apple has launched a summer promotion for Apple Card owners um, that are offering additional cash back for merchandise that includes Hotel Tonight, Petco, StubHub, Ray Ban. Crocs, Fandango, Yeti, and J. Crew. Okay, I don't, don't see anything too exciting from you there. Uh, through July 31st, Apple uh, Pay purchase will, made with the Apple Card will, with those retailers, will give you a four percent cash back instead of the standard three or two percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to see that Apple's doing this kind of stuff with different merchants. Uh, they've done that before, mm-hmm. like with Nike and Panera Bread. Yeah. Walgreens, actually, they do Walgreens 3% now, which I yeah. I have to make sure every time I go to the Walgreens, because this Walgreens, just being it is based here in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's plenty of them around each corner here. Yeah. Uh, and I do shop there a fair amount. But they give you 3%, which is awesome. So. What do you think? I think uh, uh, this. I, you know, I think one of the biggest thing is the Apple Card. They got to get it out into the UK for our UK friends because yes. uh, they really are <laughs> been waiting to yeah. to get that. I know we've got some UK listeners here, but uh, <laughs> they're waiting. We I know we want they got to get out there because everyone in the but UK. They, yeah, think everyone in the UK is just really hyped up about getting cash back on their Crocs. I know. Um, it's it, yeah, exactly. That's I do like though that they're <laughs> they're going for a lot of different uh, retailers when they do when yeah. when they've done these deals before they've done similar sorts of things like for the next month or for the next couple of months um, you can get uh, you can get a deal at at these different places and and I like that they do that and sort of rotate it through. I think it's a thing that um, will basically only encourages people to use the Apple Card and turn it into their. Uh, sort of default payment because everybody kind of has one now at this point. There's not a lot of people who are still dealing mostly in cash, you know, for the most part, like I'm painting in very broad strokes. I understand that. But um, right. uh, lots of people have a default card. And for a lot of people, even if they have an Apple card, their Apple card may not be that default card. So uh, anything Apple can do to sort of nudge people to turn it into the thing that they go to first yeah. is probably going to just be Good for the Apple Card, and I think some of the pay later and those sorts of things. Uh, once you tie it right. to the Apple Card, where you get cash back on top of, uh, you know, the monthly payment, you know, being able to break those things up. I think um, between those, I think that's going to probably drive a lot of adoption as well. So um, it's both good and bad news yeah. to me that I'm not interested in most of the places <laughs> that they have listed right now. So same here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I did, uh, and I start re- I went through that. I'm like, eh, okay, nothing does, does. Nothing looks too exciting to me. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I look like a dork wearing Crocs. I'm sorry. I had a pair and I got rid of them. So four <laughs> percent. Well, and and four percent still not going to bring anything from Yeti down to a price I want to pay. So I'm not 
I'm not there either. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, they're Ray-Bans. Nice, nice, uh, yeah, well, I got, I got the Maui Gems. They're going to. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, but, but anyway, let's, uh, next story here. Uh, Brazil mm-hmm. is the latest country to consider forcing Apple to adopt USB-C for iPhones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil has become the latest country to propose the mandating of Apple to move away from the lightning connector to, to this USB-C. Uh, this was uh, a report this week. I won't go through much of the details. It's just it's just like going back to we just talked about this a few weeks ago about the European Union mm-hmm. starting to become a force to say that yes, Apple, every country in the European Union is going to be required to to, to do USB C. Um, I I think we've had this debate plenty of times on this. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, I think it's inevitable. I don't see it happening this year with the iPhone 14, but I do see it potentially happening. In twenty or twenty three, I mean, uh, but it could be twenty twenty four. But really, hard to say. But what you think? I really just think it's a question of time, and the reason I think that is because, as part of my job, um, I have a Google Pixel for testing, and it is very, it is very, very thin phone. It's. Um, about the size of a... You mean, you mean this Google Pixel right here? <laughs> um, no, because mine doesn't have the black stripe across the top. Um, but it's, oh, this, is the but two, this is the 2XL. Okay, the 2XL. So I have the 5A, and um, yeah, it's old. lean and mean. It's got a little fingerprint sensor on the back. It's it's really nice. There's a tiny little hole in the front yeah. for the, the camera. Um, like, as a device, it's a nice device. I have no... no uh, quibble about the hardware or anything like that um you know it runs android uh, and you have to hand google a terrifying amount of information to make anything actually work on it but that aside um it's got a USB-C port to charge and because a lot of what i charge on my desk primarily is uh my ipad pro and uh my my ipad pro i have a a, a couple of battery packs that are USB-C because they're uh, MagSafe, like so it's got a USB-C port on the bottom. So most of what I charge on my desk, I have a USB-C cable that's got me covered. And it's just nice to be able to go to not have to change any of that and just plug into that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that uh, even more of the iPad models have gone USB-C, I presume that um, uh, it's just going to be a question of time. And it's probably going to be the same sort of thing like... Um, uh, logistics you know it, it takes a certain amount of space to put that at the bottom of the device and now we have to rethink that in relation to the rest of the circuit yeah. board and everything inside because of all the other things that are in there doing what they need to do so um i i i feel like it's coming and uh i'm really not looking forward to the riots in the streets as everybody gives up their lightning cables like they did when we had to switch from 30 pin but 30 yeah yeah but I mean, it's been another 10 years and there are a we'll lot see. more cables and they've gotten a lot less expensive and it's kind of a commodity to get a really solid iPhone lightning cable now. So, yeah, It'll be okay. We got mounds of cables. It'll be okay. Our, our, I promise. We'll, closets and bags. we'll get through it together. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's inevitable. I just thought that that, that, that just reinforced it. Uh, this European Union is not the only one. Oh, yeah. And it's gonna be a, there's going to be many other countries. It's, it's going to have to happen. So. Well, I think it's going to happen um, before next story Apple. Was, oh, I think Apple's going to do it before it turns into a whole thing is kind of my assessment. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. So. Yeah, I agree with you with that. Yeah. Uh, next story here. iPads will work as home hubs in iOS 16, but won't support the new home architecture. 
through code from in iOS 16 had indicated that the iPad won't work with the Home Hub, which we reported earlier mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Uh, following the update, uh, an Apple spokesperson said uh, this was uh, uh, Tuesday of this week as we record. I, I told The Verge that the iPad will indeed still be able to be used as a Home Hub. Home hub but uh but a caveat it's going to not support new architecture that is being introduced later this year mm-hmm. hmm. and and you know spokesman says that they're planning to introduce a new architecture which is uh probably referring to matter yes. so they did announce that they're working with matter to, to with some new smart home stuff mm-hmm. uh and uh no i'm glad to hear this because everybody was kind of freaking out oh no 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 more home hub support on the ipad and yeah. And you're 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 big using a lot of home home stuff. You use, you oh, use yeah. your iPad for uh, I, imagine not. I don't. Um, and I was actually trying to troubleshoot something recently and couldn't figure out what actually which device was my home hub. And the reason for that is because mm-hmm. I have a handful of HomePod Minis and a couple of Apple TVs that are all eligible to be right. home hubs. And aside from my iPad. And Mr. Kelly's iPad and, you know, like there are a number of things that it could be, uh, but I don't know which one actually is. And I went in the home app to see if there was anything that would tell me. And I couldn't really find anything that says, like, this is your home hub. Um, Although the thing that I do like about it is that it does, in fact, confirm something that I was a little worried about after WWDC when we got the preview of iOS 16. And that is um, Mm -hmm. the code. The code for matter and the and and the code and, and all of the capability for that is in iOS 16 in the betas. So you can see now that that's what's happening, as opposed to where we've other times in the past when they've talked about a feature and there's been a bunch of um, you know internet consternation about it. But then when the when the version of iOS is actually released, we don't even see it for a few months. And this is in betas right away. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm really glad to see it. Um, working together. And and part of the reason I'm glad for this is because uh, matter is matter looks like the thing that everybody who has tried to smarten their home before now has been waiting for, which is it's just this standard and it's not super complicated and it's pretty secure and it's an easy thing to implement. So that means my phone will be able to boss it around and lots of places are going to find it easy to make devices that work with this and whatever you have will work with it and it'll be fine. And like there are people already on board, like Google, uh, all of the nest stuff is adding matter. And they said that um, they and uh, 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 August and Yale, cause they're sort of the same company now um, they have already said mm-hmm. that they are adding matter support to existing devices. So that's really nice. Um, and part of the reason for that is because I'm very, uh, because it means you don't have to buy all new stuff like you did when uh, Apple finally got it together and released HomeKit and then got it even more together and started working with people to get HomeKit hardware that was available for everybody. Uh, you had to go buy all new stuff. So if you had Hue bulbs, you had to buy a new hub. And if you had these, you had to just buy a new that. And I'm really glad to see that um, this is going to be something that might just be available through a software update. And now um, stuff will just work better. And eventually it'll turn into the thing that we all sort of thought we were going to get, which was, you know, come home and talk to your house and have stuff just happen and be great. You know, that's my hope. So I'm glad to see that there's at least a little bit of movement on that front. And I do. um, I am glad for people who are using an iPad as a home hub that um, that that working with it is is something that's going to happen, even though. Uh, like it can still be a home hub. It just may not support everything. So 
um, you know, yeah. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy to see it and I'm looking forward to getting my hands on, on more stuff that actually does this so that I can make my network easier to manage. Yeah. Even more easy, even easier. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, next story here, we talked about this before. It's been rumored for many months now. Apple reportedly did bid on the NFL Sunday ticket Mm -hmm. weeks ago and is still waiting an answer. Uh, Apple, Disney, and Amazon were all ones that submitted bids uh, to, to mm-hmm. the NFL for out-of-market Sunday ticket package, who right now currently is on DirecTV. It's in its last year. Um, Disney did bow out, as they realize it's going to be way too expensive, because I believe the NFL wants about $2 billion, billion dollars, <laughs> uh, for for this every uh, uh, for every well, every season, I mean, which is a lot of money. It's good to want I think, things. I, mean, I think it's going to be good. You know, but it's, it's going to be good. Um, but uh, Apple is already – their first thing uh, is going to be – I mean, the Friday Night Baseball is already included tab with Apple TV+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But we did talk about last week that uh, the 10-year agreement with the Major League Soccer, uh, that's going to be a completely separate service that you have to subscribe to, just like this is going to be as oh, well. Oh, sure. this is going to but- be a you – know, because it's you know very very premium mm-hmm. service uh, because you, they're paying premium for it. Oh, of course. MLS, I was surprised because the first one I reported the story, I was like, wait, this is just going to be added to Apple TV Plus, right? Oh no, it's not. So, no. uh, but for sure, NFL Sunday tickets going to be. I honestly hope Apple gets it. I, I you know I I, I I I I like to see the content, the, the continued growth with Apple TV Plus, and I yeah, hope yes and no, um, because it's going to depend on how they handle it. Is, for my assessment um if apple gets it there needs to be tiered pricing because i don't care about football i don't care about nfl um i'm not we can go into why but that's generally a separate podcast and um and and but also with major league soccer like major league soccer is going to be a thing that like i care about but a lot of people don't and so i'm not going to get ted lasso and soccer and football for five bucks a month. That's simply not happening. So why? Right. Uh, so so how Apple manages that, rolls that out. That's going to be a thing I'm interested to see. But also, um, I'm curious if Apple gets it just because it's a thing. I mean, we've talked. I don't even know how long you and I have been talking about this because I've said before, football yeah. is a ma- football is is the huge thing. Um, I can't remember if it was here or if it was, you know, you and I over on Mac Voices where um, I had heard a statistic that of the hundred most viewed television events in 2021, 75% of them were football games, whether it was NFL or college, it was football games. And so I'm really like, everybody has said, like, if you can get, if you can get the NFL on a streamer reliably, and if you can do it the way they did major league soccer, where every game is on the app and there's no blackouts like that is as far as I'm concerned, if you can do that with the NFL, if you can do that with Friday night baseball, you know, if they could do it with Friday night baseball, it would 100% be a legitimate loaves and fishes level miracle. If that's a thing that they can make happen Mm -hmm. so that like my dad, for example, no matter where he is getting to see the Mariners, wherever he happens to be, would be an actual miracle and um major league soccer i know is is without blackouts but i also don't know how byzantine those deals were in the first place because major league soccer hasn't been on tv in the united states for a long time i mean that's where ted lasso came from 
I think you're no. going to watch HBO. It's no, no blackouts or MLS. So yeah, because I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of blackout stuff happening with it now. So, um, so if right. they can manage something like this, if if they can manage to just make it a little easier for everybody to watch football, I think you know the sky's the limit. That's going to be a license to print money, even if it costs some billions of dollars to do so. Like they're going to rake it in yeah. because. So many there are so many people who are willing to pay to watch it legitimately, whatever, you know, whatever professional sport it might be and just don't have the opportunity. And so I'm hoping that that maybe this will change that. And that's one of the things I'm sort of looking forward to seeing because football is the big one. Um, I really want them to change the NBA because those rules are even stupider. But, uh, you know, baby steps. (laughs) Another story. Yeah. Um, next story here is uh, Apple TV Plus is seeing major gains in customer satisfaction and retention. Um, Apple TV Plus streaming service has seen significant gains uh, and likelihood that the user will keep paying subscriptions, uh, paying for subscriptions between 2021 and 2022, as the data suggests. Mm-hmm. It was according to our research, research by Whip Media that the level of overall customer satisfaction for Apple TV Plus jumped us from 62% in 2021 to 76% in 2022. Oh. That 14% increase really marks a big jump for any of the video mm-hmm. on-demand services. Yeah. Uh, Apple TV Plus didn't have the highest rate of customer satisfaction among the streams, streamers uh, included. It ranks sixth. HBO Max is actually number one, and it has a grid here on the article. Here it gives you, you know, the the mm-hmm. between twenty one and twenty two. Yeah, HBO Max has got ninety four percent satisfaction rate. That's uh, that's pretty incredible. It's uh, even more, Disney's right behind it at eighty eight percent. Even more incredible when you uh, think back to when they unveiled HBO Max, which was. What if HBO go right. but purple? Yeah, and it was a it was a the bust. app yeah. sucked. <laughs> when it and first like, came out. even if you were paying for yeah, it, it and like even if you were paying for a thing so that you could watch HBO, you yeah. couldn't watch HBO, and it was dumb. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was Very. the most frustrating experience. So like, my takeaway from this was what kind of bounce that's been because that rollout was just a disaster and so um it, it, i was, was really bad. impressed with how they how they've reeled that back in but they've got i mean they've got a lot obviously yeah. uh you know westworld is back um they've got a lot going on westworld. over there that that uh you know a lot of people like because i remember people sort of going what's hbo going to do now that game of thrones is off the air and you know they they figured it out so well, they're, they're talking maybe potential something over there too I mean, Hulu was as number three is about eighty-seven percent. Actually, actually dropped over twenty twenty-one. I uh, if I note Hulu, I have to say to you, and I'll say it to everybody, I have become completely addicted to the Orville. <laughs> I have uh, <laughs> I binge watched season. One. Thanks, thank you, Jeff Gamet. You, you, you caused this, uh, and I binge watched season one and season mm-hmm. two as I had never seen it before, and I'm hooked. And now I'm finally into season three, uh, which is the new season mm-hmm. that they just come out with after three years three or four years at hiatus. Yeah. Uh, so it's a great well, show. Well, Only Murders in the uh, Building is now also available on Hulu. And if you've not watched that, that one too, get caught up because season fun. two is out and I'm very excited to see where we go. So, yeah, yeah. I got to, I got to get on that one. So, yes, but interesting to see with Apple TV plus I'm, I'm super stoked and, I, and it just, I think Apple with services, as we keep talking about here on the show, that it just services are just exploding oh, yeah. with Apple and they're going to continue to do yeah. so. So well, it's also easy. I mean, one thing then, Apple uh, one thing Apple did with this is uh, they, you know, 
obviously they've got the money to fund the catalog. So things like, you know, Apple did not build the studio that made Coda. Somebody made Coda and Apple had the sense to snap it up. You know, that sort of, you know, some things they worked on getting created like the morning show, but other things were just sort of strategic uh, purchases. And one of the nice things about uh, one of the nice things about that mix is that, you know, it means the same people aren't in charge of making everything. And so it doesn't all seem the same. And also that, um, uh, you know, because of the combination of the two of them, like it's still five bucks a month. You know, yeah. I, I guarantee nine of yeah. the 10 percent minimum of the satisfaction drop in Netflix. You know, the reason the satisfaction number went down is because the price went up and that's only counting current yeah. customers, because I bet if you if you also look at subscriber numbers, you know, that Netflix number went off a cliff. So there's there's uh, yeah. some real interesting stuff in there. The, the one that amused me was that Discovery Plus is precisely the same. <laughs> Something has to happen with that now that that all merged. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that service. You don't hear you, you were advertising that like crazy. It's now you don't see much of that yeah, anymore. Not at all. So, um, speaking of a uh, uh, of a new a new app, uh, I'm su- super stoked about this because I am an Xfinity Comcast subscriber. Uh, they launched the Xfinity Stream app on Apple TV. Hello, freaking Louia! <laughs> I'll now be able to watch all of my content on. Uh, on Xfinity stream. And I may even, I'm now debating. I have a wireless box from, from, from Comcast that I can find. I might be able to finally get rid of it because I pay eight bucks a month for that rental. Yeah. Uh, where I can just have it on my Apple TV. I mean, it's limited because you can't really change the channels. You know, that's the biggest thing people want to use the remote. Yeah, you, you can't know, watch TV channel up, channel down. On, on the Apple it's, TV. It, you got to navigate and move around, but, yeah. um, it was well, it was well executed. It's available for the, the 4k version and the HD version. You you can watch most content that's available through the actual Xfinity set top box, mm-hmm. and you, and uh, users with existing subscriptions will be able to stream all your live channels. And like, uh, if I have to be a I'm a subscriber to HBO on on Comcast mm-hmm. that goes along with HBO Max, so I can watch in both places. So, yeah. uh, but I downloaded it today and started using it, and it just it feels like I'm just using the same app that's on my iPhone and my iPad. So it it's really really well done. They, they, did, they did a great job with it. The only thing I'm, I'm bummed about like i said i, I really I like everybody like people like the channel surf mm-hmm. and you, it's a little more of a challenge yeah. to do that because they did have a beta version of the app i should go back and look at roku because they've had a beta version uh, of yeah. it on roku for okay. a long time and they never really changed it so but i think it was the, um they did uh comcast xfinity did uh, go into a partnership with mm-hmm. apple uh because they're they're hoping to, to maybe re- put their set top box as a designed yeah uh, interface mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're so they are looking to look to that stuff. So hopefully, mm-hmm. we see that in other places because they did they did talk yeah. about that earlier this year, which I mentioned. So my takeaway from this so story was that I don't, I don't, I don't, there I, is an app now. Uh, like I remember, sort of taking a shot at. I'm a Comcast subscriber. It is not by choice. It's Comcast or nothing. Yeah. Um, and here, so I <laughs> I tried it out. Like they you know they were like we have an app now, and I went and tried it and went. Right. No, I don't it think you do. First. <laughs> and so left like kind of ignored yeah. it and went, you know, like I can occasionally get something through the app on uh uh on my iPad if I want to do that. Cause a lot of times I will yeah. sit and watch something on my iPad while I'm eating lunch or something. And and so I went and tried it and like I tolerated it on my iPad, but I kind of went there like 
none of you have ever used an Apple TV who developed the app that you think a person on an Apple TV is going to actually use and gave up on it. And so it was nice to see that, you know, maybe they actually are doing slightly better than they used to. Um, because yeah. I, I want it to be good, especially because I don't I don't have a choice. So it would be nice if the company I was paying exorbitant sums of money to every month actually had service that I didn't completely hate. So, yeah. So I'm yeah. now actually I am looking forward to trying it out. So this is I feel like this is also another yeah, piece of I, I, people taking the Apple TV seriously. And, you know, it's a viable platform. Yeah. It's a thing oh, yeah. we need to spend, re- expend development resources on, have people building apps for, have things work better on. And yeah. so having those things work, um, you know, and having having more availability a lot, you know, I think uh, just like to back up a couple to Sunday ticket, you know, if if more pro sports stuff starts happening on Apple TV on the Apple TV app, it's just going to sell more Apple TVs. And then people are going to go, well, if I can get football here, I don't need cable, you know, and then just buy one of those and move on with their lives. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that this means lots of places are taking the Apple TV seriously. And maybe that means we'll get more out of Apple too. Fingers crossed. Definitely going to be interesting. So, all right, let's move on to the topics this week. Uh, this week, we've still got two betas going on at once here in iOS. <laughs> I still don't understand this, but it is true. Uh, iOS 15.6 is now beta 4. Yep. It was just seeded uh, this week. I believe it was uh, Tuesday of this week mm-hmm. as we record. Um, and uh, the de- developers and public betas are out. Uh, so you can, we still don't know what the heck was introduced with this. Uh, really no new features. It's, it may just be focusing on bug fixes. Uh yeah. Very unusual. I have not seen Apple do this, extend the previous version of of iOS as they're working on the new version in case of this 15.6 and iOS 16, that uh, that they're still working on developing both. So there obviously has to be some bugs that they really haven't told us that's going on in this. So. Well, I think, I think it may not be bugs. And I've seen, like, I feel like we've seen this a couple of times before, but, you know, like in a short time, you know, a week or two overlap here and there. But um, yep. I think um, usually at this point, uh, when we're looking at, at versions of iOS, when the next version is already out in the world, um, we're looking at things like optimization, like whatever the, the, the lowest phones are, you know, the oldest phones that will run iOS 15 are getting a little more optimization, a little more speed boost, things like that. Um, we're getting not necessarily new features and maybe a little bit of bug fixing, but it's going to be smaller stuff. And then things like um, generally making something faster or refining something that was, you know, a little bit good and making it, making it a little better or having some sort of backend stuff that mostly isn't going to matter to a lot of people, but um, you know, closes a security hole or uh, it's, it's releasing some sort of capability yeah, that developers can take advantage of that just iOS itself is never going to see, you know, the change in. So um, we get, you know, little behind the scenes under the hood uh, bolt tightening, I always call That's it, you know, and, and, and I'm hopeful that, that, that yeah, means that it will just help everybody's device be a little happier. So, yeah. Nope. Yep. So yeah, not much else it. we can say about that. Uh, uh, Hopefully it'll be out soon. For and as as we all say, don't don't put beta on your production device. I, I am not running iOS fifteen point six <laughs> on my iPhone thirteen and Pro Max. I, I run iOS sixteen on this camera I'm using on my ten R to to iOS sixteen. Uh, but uh, yeah, don't, don't 
with beta and, and I, it, it should, I, I'm at, I'm, I mean, fourth beta, I'm anticipating it's going to be out yeah. pretty soon here. I personally adhere to what oh. I like to call the Star Trek movie rule of betas, which is that you only pay attention to the even numbered ones. There you go. Never install beta I one agree. on your device, um, not even if it's not production. Never, never. install in beta one on your device. Always wait for oh, two. I do. I, I know. I Although I shouldn't have on this one, I had to downgrade it for a little bit uh, <laughs> because uh, Camo wasn't compatible to iOS 16. It kept yeah. crashing. So I and and uh, and the great folks at Reincubate Camo, I shout out to them again because uh, I did go out on Twitter and just let them know, hey, yeah, this is not. You guys need to fix this for iOS 16. I know it's beta, but uh, you probably should be aware of it as you're testing. And they they reacted pretty quickly within a week. They had it fixed, yeah. so um, so it's still working fine now. So, yeah, um, Camo. Speaking of iOS 16, beta two is still continues this week as we as uh, as they uh, the developers are testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, every week I'm going to kind of going through is trying to call out some of the cool things that are that are out there. Um, notably is the wallpaper uh, being able to do uh, mm-hmm. the widget customizations. I think they've really done some pretty awesome things. Uh, you guys have a lot to look forward to in the way the the, the custom, customizations with that as well as wallpaper options because you're really going to do be able to really some really fun customizations. Yeah. Now, granted, you know we've seen in the past like Android has always been very good, honestly, when it comes yeah. to, to customizations, and Apple has finally been a, has done a good job with with when they start they started with widgets they finally got those going and people were doing some mass customizations i'm not crazy customizing um uh but they did change like the clock is 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 a lot uh i I like the way it looks on the the home screen now they've done a lot of different things because you were so used to the same thing um in fact i was talking to a co-worker he's and he was saying to me was in a meeting at work here you know, I'm really thinking about moving to Android because Apple really hasn't done any exciting things on uh, on on the iPhone in the last few years. And I, and I said, yeah, I kind of agree with you on that, but I I don't know if you really want to go to that dark side in Android. And and I mean, maybe he wants to try something different to see what a Samsung does. Yeah. That's what he had said. So, um, so uh, I and I I said to him, I think I'm look, I really am kind of seeing some exciting things with iOS 16 because mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with them. I mean, there really hasn't been some dramatic any dramatic changes in all the models no. and, of the hardware. But, but there hasn't been on iOS the Android has side kind of been stagnant. Either. You know, like you know, for the most part, much, it's been right. new cameras because everything got really mature, right? Like we got we got all the the right. new exciting things because you never be able used to be able to take a picture with your phone. You never used to be able to take a video with your phone, or pay for right. stuff or, you know, an exciting change was unlock it with your thumb instead of typing that super passcode all the time. And, you know, on and on and on. And so there's, uh, there was a lot of, of, of change and update and there's nothing really all that exciting about, you know, I got a new phone and the camera's better. Like, you know, we kind of take that for granted every year right. now. And so, you know, having, having somebody come out and tell us how great the machine learning is like, doesn't matter. It looks the same as last year's. It takes the same pictures as last year's. I can't do anything new with it. I couldn't do last year. So, you know, so I can see kind of the, the, I'd like to, to try something a little different because there hasn't been anything new and exciting in a while. But um, I think one of the things I like about this is that it's options. It's just another way for people to do what they want to do with their device. And that's pretty awesome. Um, that's always the thing that I say, you know, I don't think Apple needs to change a bunch of iOS, but just give me the option to make something a little different if there's some way that it would work better for me. So um, I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing this uh, stuff, especially because uh, some of it's already familiar yeah. if you have an Apple Watch. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, sp- speaking of familiarity with Apple Watch, is the time customization is really cool. I mean, they really never gave you the option to customize it. It's cool. Um, we have an article here in the show notes that links it to it. Um, it's all the stuff I'm talking about here. Uh, tints and styles, being able to add a little widgets right under the clock. You never used to be able to do yeah. that before, and that, that's really cool. Um, so uh, add below the time, and, you, and the batteries uh, have a much more robust looking. Because I, I'm not, I have the, the I have the uh, uh, the the widget that shows what the battery life is. You know, when I got the AirPods, the yeah. Apple Watch, and 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 I wear a headband at sleeping at night. That's a that's a Bluetooth device, so it tells me mm-hmm. how much battery life's on that. So. Uh, so they've done some really good things with that. So yeah. I, I think uh, and we're obviously going to be talking a lot more about this yeah. stuff uh, when it comes to uh, comes to this stuff. Yeah. So they really they really done some great stuff. So check that article out if you're if you're still interested. By all means, once iOS 16 comes out, we'll have more, more comprehensive uh, oh, yeah. reviews of, of what it has to offer. So but it's a long way to go yet. We're pro- we're talking. Uh, we're and I can't believe it. it's June thirtieth. We're almost here uh, as we record this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be July first here in no time. I'm going going this the third quarter of the year already. It's this time is just flying by here. So, um, but uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, so and then uh, one other thing I wanted to mention that this is a rumor, but I thought it be it was kind of a notable thing. I kind of I kind of like it is the fact that CarPlay for I and with iOS sixteen is going to have a fuel app that will let drivers actually buy the gas from your car. You can go to the CarPlay app and actually, you know, be at a gas station and be able to pay for the gasoline. You know, and we're all happy right now that we're paying absorbent amounts of money here in the United <laughs> States and everywhere pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I can't afford for, CarPlay for gas these days. I can't afford CarPlay to pay for my yeah, gas cuz I, I got to pay for gas. Yeah. Just got to go pay for gas. So, uh, so this article is in Apple Insider. Is, is talks talks about uh, stuff as, as well as a lot of the. Uh, I really have. I, I need to get this phone plugged into my car. I, I want to see what CarPlay is looking like. They've showed a lot of the stuff, but uh, yeah, I think this is something really cool. And it doesn't necessarily mean it will add it uh, by the time iOS sixteen comes out. I'm sure it's going to be looked at, but with anything, I think this is this is a cool way to be able to easily be able to purchase gas. I mean, and, I mean. It's getting easier and easier. You're going up to the pumps, putting the card in, or, or swiping your phone um, with uh, with uh, Apple Pay. Um, so, really? uh, but to be able to do it right from your car, yeah. Oh yeah, I do uh, Apple Pay on some pumps. Do it. I live in Oregon, and we're not allowed to pump our own gas, so I don't have any of this experience. Oh, that's right. You don't know this. I I, no, I compl- and I remember that. Yeah, I, I was just reading no, the article. Yeah. You guys and and. And New, Jer- and New Jersey, yeah. New so you Jersey. can't do it anyway. Yeah. So how are you gonna pay for yeah, it? Yeah, so you're, I'm like, wait, Apple Jersey's Pay on the gas pump? Yeah. That sounds awesome. All right, yeah. yeah there was an article about the, uh, someone had wrote an article not too long ago. I was right, right about that. But both both states that, that still make you pump gas. Well, only it makes some no sense. Like in, I mean, because there's parts of Oregon. Yeah, I heard in, in rural areas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. part of the reason a lot of people discovered that Oregon doesn't pump its own gas is because they made it so parts of Oregon you could pump your own gas and a bunch of people freaked out. (laughs) So um, I can count on one hand, the number of the number of times I have pumped gas for an automobile in my entire life, because I mostly don't get gas outside of Oregon. So I just do it myself. There you go. Um, Yeah. So So, I was very interested to see this, but the thing that, that, that I picked up on this, that I like that I would be looking forward to whether I can, you know, even though I can't pay for gas, you know, at the pump, so to speak now is the privacy piece of it because gas buddy and fuely, um, have had a whole lot of data 
murkiness, I guess. There's been a couple of kerfuffles with these mm-hmm. places that are, you know, give us your location all the time and we'll tell you where the cheapest gas is. And I'm sure those places are getting a whole lot of traffic yep. now. And they're doing right. some of them are doing. It's not so much that they're doing something shady with your data. It's that they were trying to say they weren't doing something shady with your data while they did something shady with your data. So, like, if you're going to be shady about it, just be upfront about it. Like, we're selling your data. That's why you get the app for free. Okay, let people make an informed decision. This is the drum Andrew and I used to beat over on my on TMO Daily all the time. Every Friday was just be an informed decision. Be upfront about it. And they tried to come out and make out like they weren't like like this wasn't a terrible thing that they were doing. You know, all we're doing is giving all of our customer data to anyone whose check doesn't bounce. We don't understand the problem. And that's not, you know, that's not a thing. And so it was, I was glad to see that, that this is a thing that Apple is doing, not necessarily, you know, I know there's, there's a whole lot of sort of ickiness around putting all of your life in the basket of one multi-squillion dollar company. And I get that, but Apple continues to be good about privacy and continues to make that something where it's not, it's simply not their business model. They do not profit from doing anything with that information, at least for now. And remember I'm a Westworld fan. So I know this all could change at any moment. And I have, (laughs) I do not have faith that the company that's nice to us now is going to be the company that's nice to us later. I 100% let me get that out there for the record. But that said, as far as right now, um, this is a way to do all of this kind of stuff and have it be better and have it be good and have it be not monetized. And so that's what I, that's a thing that I'm looking forward to in this is like not just the Apple pay transaction, but I'm presuming it's also going to show you like, here are the prices where you are. And maybe this is the place you want to go get it and you go get it and you can pay for it all at once and it'll be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll see how it goes. Um, next story we talked to, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show is iPhone is 15 years old. Yes. It, it was June 29th. Where is a day yesterday as we record this June 29th, 2007, Steve Jobs went on stage uh, and said it's a revolutionary device it's a phone it's an internet mobile communicator it's a music player are Are you you getting getting it it? (laughs) it's iphone yeah Yeah, that was i i I watch that all the time that was probably one of the the greatest uh uh, speeches that uh, steve jobs ever did and it was just uh i I can i can guarantee you go to youtube and look at that video now it's probably millions and millions of people watch that now um but yeah well, and it was fun to be in Ever the room. Ever since its debut, I mean, that was like I was there. When yeah, the, when, were you in the room? Yeah, I was in the room. Oh my um, god, so jealous! Clinging to the edge of the chair because it was like everybody wanted to be. Yeah. We were getting to the point. Um, uh, <clears throat> I was late to get in line because I didn't get in line until about three thirty in the morning, and ah. so I was like well around the side of the building. <laughs> so they were getting to the point where they were starting to go. We're gonna have to redirect to the overflow room. And so all of us that got in, it was one of those, like, we've got, you know, 13 or 14 people in the row of like 10 or 11 chairs. And so everybody's kind of not actually on, you know, it wasn't like one rear end to one seat across the entire row because people were sort of cramming in to make sure everyone had room to sit. So I was like most of the way on this seat at the end, on the end of an aisle. And I was, I think there were maybe maybe five or 10 people who got in after me before they started redirecting to overflow where everyone just sat and watched on a big screen. But I actually had to be Mm. in the room and watching it happen and feeling the mood in the room 
and feeling when he came right. out and said, like, this is what I'm here to announce. And you felt every person in that room sit up and like, mm, OK, like, like wake up a little bit and kind of rub their eyes and go, OK, like I'm I've been up for, you know, however long at this point and I'm you know and I am now here to pay attention and watching everyone do that and then and then watching it sort of wash over the room as everybody sat there and tried to figure out what it was that he was trying to say so you know when he says are you getting it you know most of the audience was like no do tell me again (laughs) like there was a little bit of like are we like I think what he's telling me is this could be an iPod that makes phone calls. Is that really what he's giving me? And then like, that's exactly what it was, you know, at that point. And that was the easiest way to wrap your head around it at that, in that moment anyway. And it was, it was amazing. And it was like, it's, it's one of the the memories I hold the most dear was just getting to be there at that fundamental turning point in the world. Cause it wasn't just Apple nerds. And I remember thinking at the time, that if they did this right, this is like this is a fundamental change for technology. This is a fundamental change for people. This isn't just a fundamental change for for my people, my little Apple nerd circle that I run around with. It, this isn't a thing that he's making for us. <laughs> this is a thing that could be for everybody, you know. And at that point, of course, it was you know if if they can go up against BlackBerry and win that fight and look where we are um but i remember thinking briefly like if this if this turns into a thing that people can really get behind this is going to be far more massive than like anything consumer technology wise that anybody that anybody did and i remember sort of thinking like i'd be really sad if this wasn't a bigger deal because look at how different this smartphone is and the thing that cracks me up to this day is uh on this day, 15 years ago, when it had been out a few days and people had them out in the world, um, everyone who took a look at it and yeah. went, my God, David, why would you carry around a phone that big? Right, right. And I won't change. I mean, as, as everybody knows, as I've talked about this many times here, is uh, I uh, will not uh, carry anything smaller than a max version of an iPhone. Oh, no, I mean the original the the original iPhone that was like the size of an iPod in that moment. 15 years ago, people looked at that and went, why would you carry around that giant phone? And look where we are now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... uh, Everybody see, always sees me every week, and you see the the picture that's behind me. There, it's the evolution of the iPhone. Yep. I, I I I I found this on Etsy, and I said I got to get this uh, printed out in sixteen by twenty four and print it and have it framed. Yep. So I did, and it's always fun to look at every day. I come in here and um, and look, at, mm-hmm. and I go through every single one of these phones. I had that one. I had that one. I count eighteen of the iPhones that have been released since. Wow. I pretty much have owned every iPhone. The only exception was the first one. I didn't buy. I did not buy the first one. I don't. Oh, did you? I don't. Know. I did, did you not. Have the first um, I was stuck yeah, in a contract. I, it was just too expensive, and it, I was stuck in a contract, yeah, and, right? I was and had no option to do anything about it. But my contract was going to be up right about the time that 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 the original was released, and then um, I didn't have a budget for it at that point because that still wasn't a time when you just yeah. went and bought your phone as a separate bucks. line item, and so. Yeah. Um, I waited on it. And then the 3G was uh, my first iPhone. Uh, But in the meantime, I had a a Motorola rocker 
or razor. It was the razor, the little yeah. flippy one. Um, it was oh, junk. The rocker was that thing with the iTunes. Yeah, I had one of those. That was my last <laughs> ever iTunes. phone. But at yeah. the time, I had the the razor, the that, little flippy that phone one. Was horrible. And um, uh, somebody gave me the audio that is that that was the original iPhone ringtone. And I installed it on my razor so that at least when people called me, it would sound like an iPhone. And so that was like how I got through the year until I could get to 3G. And um, and and the 3G was um, Mr. Kelly's first real Apple device. And I was waiting in line for yep. the 3G with all kind like every interesting Apple nerd in Portland and all the rest, you know, all the rest of them. Uh, you know, I was in line with people yep. from Panic and people from Small Society who made the the WordPress app and and the Starbucks <laughs> app and stuff. And you know, waiting in line with 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 yep. you know, nerds gonna nerd down there in Pioneer Place. And there were a couple people ahead of me in line. And the last call I made on that rocker was to Mr. Kelly, and I said, um, "There are two people ahead of me in line, and I need to know how many iPhones I'm getting." And he went, <sighs> two, I guess." Two. And I said, "Okay." <laughs> so I came home with two phones, activated the rest them. Is history. And yeah, well, his computer had been completely down. He was still a PC user at that point. And his uh, the RAM went bad in his computer. And so he had to spend all weekend getting by on this iPhone to look things up, to do any, you know, to figure out what he was going to do, you know, whatever he would, you know, check his email, all that kind of stuff. I helped him get it all set up. And at the end of the weekend, he looked at me and went, I spent all weekend only using this. And I said, I know. And he, and he just kind of sat there like, Hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's completely possible for that to be your primary computer. If that's all you were doing with the tower in there that has bad memory. And eventually he got a Mac. You can see there's a, there's a stand behind me. There's a mini mounted nicely underneath the desk. He's like completely an Apple user. That stand is for the work PC. Um, but that was how it started because then when those phones were up for renewal, I was awakened by him shouting through the wall at like five in the morning, AT&T, let me give you money. You know, <laughs> so that's what reeled him in. And it um, was, um, but it was like a fundamental change, I think, for a lot of people to to get there and, and, um, and watching how it has evolved over time and getting to talk to people, you know, talk to you. And, Brilliant. and even, you know, like I, when I was thinking about, it, I was thinking about, like, we talked about it on, the, on, um, on the two, talk cast and we talked about it at Mac observer and you and I yep. have talked about it here. And it's interesting to see how it's become a, you know, how it's become a thing in its own right. Mm-hmm. You know, like the default, right. it, you know, like, like the default is an iPhone or, you know, an, an iPad, it's like a big iPhone. Or, you know, people talk about, well, what's an iPod? Well, it used to be that you could buy an iPhone, but it didn't make phone calls and you just could use that. That was that was an iPod, you know, like right. like it's just such a, a known quantity and like a, a touchstone for so many people. And the the cultural impact of it has also been massive. So um, it's right. just been it's been really interesting to watch it, really it evolve over time. Me, me as well. I mean, I started with 3G and then. And once the the big size phone came out, six plus, I never would, I never turned back on the, <laughs> yep. the larger size phone. Although people will still make fun of me to this day because I did do it. I was on this show uh, back in 2017 when Apple came out with the eight plus. I bought the eight plus and I said, 
okay, this is good because it's a so large phone. I really love it. But then the 10 came out and I said, I'm not going to do it. There's no way I'm going to do it. And you knew uh, I was going to give in. Everybody makes fun of me this day because even Chuck Joyner said, because I said it to him that I was not going to buy the 8. eight uh, I'm happy with the 8 Plus. And yeah, I gave in and bought the 10. And then the 10 has a bigger screen, but it's not that wasn't physically bigger than the 8 Plus at the time. So yeah. I remember uh, having that debate with big, Mr. Kelly on which one. Because I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. How much, like, do you want a bigger phone or do you want more screen? I don't understand the question. Well, <laughs> having to go the through screen like, is the same. <laughs> this phone has more around yeah. the screen that is not actual screen. This right. phone has more screen, but it's a smaller phone. But you're getting more screen. Right. You can unlock it with your face. So, um, yeah, having that whole debate. It was face ID for the first yeah, time. Yeah, was, was very entertaining. Yeah, so, so. And I stayed, I stayed max. I stayed max ever since. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we could go on and talk for hours about this, but it's, uh, it's exciting. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's revolutionized my life because I've, I don't know if I, w- I could do without an iPhone anymore. I, I don't, I don't think I would ever switch. And, um, no, and it's it's I'm, I'm I'm stuck with this. So now I will Real say quickly, I like I Android a lot. I, did kept, uh, I like Android a lot. It looks really nice. It runs really smoothly. Like I said, I have that test device. It's a you know um, I think it's last year's iPhone or um, Android like Pixel model. So it's straight Google all the way down. There's no wrapper from somebody else that sells Android devices or anything like that. So I really like having it. Um, like it's nice. It's smooth. It works well. I don't think I also don't think that would have happened if it weren't for iOS. Uh, you know, when Apple's forced to compete and when yeah. Android is forced to compete, it's just better for everybody. So like it's impacted all kinds of other things as well. And so I'm just glad to see that that all Thank of you. that is is um, has come to pass. And I I'm happy about all of it. So I'm I'm really glad that hold, like hold that thought because I do hold that thought because I do have a I do. We're going to talk about Android here in just okay. a minute. So just hold that thought just for a moment here if we could. Um I wanted, one other thing I want to mention is this. There's this really cool site. I'm sure you're familiar with it, Kelly. It's the the Grid, Grid Studio. Yeah. And uh, maybe you're not, but no. Yeah. Um, what they do is they take old uh, they take old iPhones and they put them in. They frame them mm-hmm. and they're all disassembled. And I think this is like the if anybody who's a big enthusiast, I'm very tempted to look at one of these things. I I will not buy the first gen because they want 600 bucks for it. So it's a little crazy yeah. for the price there. But I mean, I might like they have a 4s here and you can go in and it's actually framed. And it shows the, the the phone's completely disassembled, and it shows all mm-hmm. the parts in in, in, in exploded view. And, and I, I think this is really really cool mm-hmm. for anybody who's a real Apple geek and, and an iPhone geek for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, check this out. I mean, they they have they've it looks like they got the 4s, and they have a lot of classics. If you want the uh, the the 10 mm-hmm. or the 3G. I might do a 3G because that was my very first iPhone. Actually. I was debating so that, because be that was my first. That. that was my first iPhone, and that was like you know yeah. when it all changed. Right, you could take a picture and yeah, make exactly. a phone call and text somebody with an actual keyboard instead of typing on numbers over. You know, three 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 five yeah, six so check- six six seven seven <laughs> to tell somebody hello. You know, um, yeah, I've, yeah. It's called it, it's called Grid. Check it out because I think this is. Uh, they even have an Apple Watch, which is the first, which is actually sold out right now. The the, the Series One uh, split. I don't know if I'd want that one. I, the iPhone is more nostalgic yeah. to me than than really the uh, the Apple Watch. But um, uh, but yeah, check that out. That's a link in the show notes too. But uh, yeah, happy birthday uh, iPhone, and uh, I think we have an iPhone that's going to be here for years to come. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about Android. <laughs> Believe it or not, I found this to be an interesting article. This is on Nine to Five Google. 
Uh, Google's making its latest case on why iPhone users should switch to Android. Okay. So I was intrigued about this article. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see, okay, let's let's go with this. As I showed earlier on the show, I have a, I have an old Google uh, Pixel, yeah. the 2XL, which is is end of the end of life technically. The phone is perfectly fine and actually works great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still has good performance, but of course, it's an end of security like what Google always does. Um, but uh, I found this interesting looking at the different compatibility as far as what what what. Uh, What's going to happen if you switch to Android? Now, Google did come up with an iOS app that will will, will make it easier for you to uh, switch from iOS oh, to Android. Okay. So you run through this this app, and it actually goes through, and, and similar to what iOS does, to if you switch from Android to iOS. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went through these. There was 10 steps here. So we kind of go through them real quick here. It's as far as why, what Google thinks is a good reason why you want to, would want to switch to Android. Yeah. Uh, Express yourself in new ways. Okay, Google points to Gboard, emoji mashup stickers. Huh? I mean, we have the same stuff pretty we much. Do. Is there anything different there? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it might video chat with anyone anywhere, but it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Video chat anywhere. Um, okay, we do that. I'm not even going to get into these details. I mean, it's, just <laughs> la- it's laughable. Yeah. yeah. Tune into your favorite music. Yeah. Okay. iOS does that. Yeah. Your favorite apps and more. Uh, yeah. We got lots of favorite apps. Yeah. Um, a privacy first approach. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, hmm. We could debate that a long I'm time feeling here. Like... I, 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 yeah, no. Because <laughs> messages on Android, uh, like the messaging app on Android is just straight SMS and MMS. It's not, there's nothing right. particular about it where I message, you know, the blue dots on the, the blue bubbles on your phone are end to end encrypted. And at a minimum right. there's that. And you know, um, yeah. Right. And then on, aside from that, like if you want it to work, you have to have a Google account and there's a certain amount of that that uh, gets gets monetized. So, yeah. Yeah. All this other stuff. I don't know if it's worth mentioning anymore. We all know we're never going to switch to Android. I just right. I found this. You can go to the short notes, take a look at this article. There's there's some other service like sharing music and, and the apps, live transcribe Google is apps cool. and services. Live transcribe is cool, but I think Apple's and done, that's a, coming done in a good 16. job of doing yeah. in 16, yeah. right? So, um, the, you know, again, yeah, Apple's sometimes late to the game on some of these things, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I just find, I think we all find that the, the iPhone is a little more superior. Uh, but I, I don't I don't bash anybody who has an Android phone. Yeah. I, I think if, if it makes you happy and, at you, this and point, you enjoy it, then, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for you. Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, it's it's very Coke and Pepsi at this point. You know, there's there's what you prefer, right. but fundamental feature parity is basically there for a lot of things. And 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 I'm glad yeah. for it. Um, you know, you can send somebody on an Android device. I've done this. You can send somebody an Android on an Android device a link and they can join your FaceTime call mm-hmm. on the web. Uh, you know, if that's what you want to be using, um, the Translate app is pretty cool on the Android side. There's widgets, which you can use. Um, and there are things that Android does that, that mm-hmm. iOS doesn't do. I really wish I could lay out my home screen pages however I wanted them. If I wanted a page that had one app, I want to yeah. be able to do that. If I had a page where I wanted an app in the middle of the page and a widget at the bottom and no other stuff, I could do that. And on, on iOS, that's mm-hmm. simply not, and probably, you know, never going to happen. Um, the two fundamental things that I don't like about Android are sort of philosophical and really big. And that is there are so many flavors of Android because it looks a little different 
mm-hmm. on every device because everybody's allowed to wrap their own nonsense around it before they sell it to you. And also that the upgrade path yep. is uncertain depending on the hardware that you have. For so I have a Google hardware Pixel. And carrier. If at all, I have a Google Pixel that is going to get updates from Google for however long that happens. Um, If I have a Samsung, if I bought that Samsung, that that Samsung phone now today, it's possible an Android update will come out a month from now that my phone will not get the end. It's a complete crapshoot. It's gotten better, but it's still not. There's an Android update. It doesn't matter what phone you have. You have an Android update. And that's. That's the part that I find really frustrating. And because everybody's allowed to make weird sizes, you know, one of the things they call out is different hardware form factors like foldables. And, you know, maybe this is just a consequence of um, uh, people with whom I have become associated. But I look at something like that and I just think if I had to develop for Android, I would tear my hair out trying to make sure that everything is going to work on every configuration of a screen and like that just sounds like it would just be too hard and then it's not good for anybody and so that's one of the nice things about ios is that even though your selection is limited like if you want to use that app on an iphone se it's going to look good and if you want to use it on uh whatever max you know the the imax screen phone that you're carrying david it's going to look good on that screen too Mm -hmm. and you know, and those right. are all the screens you have available to you. And it, and even then it's kind of a lot. So it's nice to see that, um, you know, it, it's nice to see that. But I also like that they're that they're calling out. And this is one of those things that I always like when Apple does it, which is we know we're not the only game in town mm-hmm. and we're trying to compete and we're going to try and do it. Um, you know, privacy first right. approach is still going to make me roll my eyes a little bit, but I'm glad they're doing this to make it easier to go back and forth. So if, if anybody wanted to. You know, they well, can go sure. try it out for a while. And, 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 you know, if they if they decide they're done with the dark side, it's easy to come back. And and I know Android worldwide is is yeah. is, is is number one as far as as far as uh, it, its platform mm-hmm. goes in the United States. I think iPhone is pretty iOS is yeah. pretty dominant. Um, but but it's you know, that's what it is. I mean, having competition is, yeah. is huge. I mean, Apple can't be yeah. the only. And it's also price points. And, and it, you can go it, you can go out right now and, and find a ninety nine dollar right. Android phone. And you can't do that for iOS. hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't unless you buy something new, right. of course. Um, all right. And then another story here. Another topic I want to talk about here is subscriptions. Um, Apple did update the subscriptions interface in iPhone. I didn't realize this. And. This was actually an article that was written back up a little for a, week, a little under a week ago. Uh, as we record this, um, they, what they did is they made a total change to the interface. I mean, the iPhone and the iPad. Mm-hmm. It's a much refreshed look. And really, what they've done is they've clearly uh, uh, distinguished the, sub, the, the subscriptions that you're that have active. It's, it, I, I think it's, a, it's so much cleaner. You can just go in and you look at each subscription, and mm-hmm. you, it's clean to get to and be able to review this and shows what's active and what's inactive. It makes then so much more sense this the page way. On the, oh, it yeah, sure does. It's, it's and you go to the and you go to the page, and they've really done a great job. Is it really just really flat out tells you what you're what you're subscribing to? Like in this case, I've got Audible. I'm looking at, and it shows um, all the details of it. And you can go in and see the plans right from the subscription. Mm-hmm. You can cancel it right from there. Um, oh. So they've really done a good t- great job. I mean, I'm a subscriber to the Apple One. Uh, uh, bundle, of course. Mm-hmm. I have the Premier plan, and then uh, that there it really distinguishes how to. If you want to downgrade, change your plans, you can do that. It makes it super easy. So, I think this is something great that they've done. They, and um, 
and it did take a t- take effect as an I- on iOS fifteen point five. So you all should have that now. Um, that that hasn't changed, and then it, it is going to uh, also include iOS sixteen. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to have a 15.5 and higher. So I'm hoping everybody's updated so to 15.5. At this this point. is another one of those things when we talk about why you should keep up to date on iOS updates. This is why. Exactly, because yeah. this this is this is important because that's a, that's the biggest complaint a lot of people give is is the mm-hmm. fact that oh my god I forgot about the canceling the subscription and yeah. uh, and uh, and and now you have no excuse. You can go right into this menu. Yeah. It is right under their app ID. Under settings, um, and, and you just tap subscriptions. And, and you know, it, there's uh, there's it, even it really a, a there's a couple of things about this that I really like. I think you could do it before, but it wasn't quite as obvious. And that is, um, when you look at your list, it shows you when it renews. Right there on the front, like on the front page, when you first look at all your subscriptions, it shows you the date yeah. that the renewal is. And if you look at that, like I'm a subscriber to Carrot Weather, so there are other options besides right. the one that I have. And and when you go to look at it, it will show you uh, see all plans. So if I decide maybe I want to, I am never going to downgrade Carrot. I'm always going to, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to upgrade. <laughs> so um, because I adore Carrot Weather, I love all the Carrot apps. They make me very happy. And yeah. so I can look at it and I can see what meat it bag. tells me for what the, <laughs> yes, I, I'm, 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 I'm definitely meat bag. Um, it tells me all the plans that are available, what they are. And the other thing that I love about it Yep. Is that it says on the screen where it shows you the slightly more information if you don't go change the plan. If you cancel now, yep. you can still access your subscription until whatever the day is. Um, so I like that they do that. And then at the bottom, there's sort of a hidden feature on the subscriptions at the very, very, very bottom. Um, not hidden is renewal receipts. So you can get an email when this happens so that at least you can keep track of that it ha- you know, that it went down. Um, but also at the very, very bottom, yep. there's uh, p- mobile plan benefits. And if your cell sub- if your cell phone plan comes with free Disney Plus or you know you're on T-Mobile and you get all kinds of free stuff, I don't even know anymore. Right. Um, if you go down there and tap yep. on that, it will show you the stuff that that is available to you. Um, I'm not in T-Mobile, so I don't get anything free, but um, it will show you the things that are there. And a lot of people don't even know that that's down there. And so this is one of those things that I sort of like to dig out of the the corners that don't get frequented very often and point out to folks. And that one's pretty awesome. So yeah. I do like that. Yeah. So stay on top of your subscriptions. There's no excuse now. It, it is laid out much yeah. cleaner and nicer here for you. Um, one last thing, a couple last things here. I wanted to talk about this tip. This, there was there was a lot of chatter this last week about how to be able to quickly disable Face ID and mm-hmm. uh, Touch ID for for more so so someone can't just pick up your phone and not that they're going to be able to read your uh, face if you don't have your Face ID going. But you know, uh, you, law enforcement could say, "Hey, put this in front of your face. I want this unlocked." Um, that kind of thing. So and they can compel that, uh, how you, uh, face or thumb, but they, if you restart right. it, they can't compel you to enter a passcode. So the trick always used to be, like <clears throat> I've heard, if you were going to be a rabble rouser and it was possible you were going to come into contact with law enforcement, the the trick was always yeah. uh, reboot your phone because you always have to enter your passcode the first time and you can't be compelled to enter a code, but you right. can ke- be compelled to give it your thumb or give it your face. So. Or thumb in your face, yeah. right? So uh, this article is in Apple Insider. We uh, um, uh, it's talking about Face ID, but very similar to Touch ID too, as far as what you have to do. Um, 
for disabling it through the power off screen, you basically hold down both the side button and either the volume button at the same time for three uh, uh, for three seconds. The power off slider should appear. You click cancel, then you'll receive a prompt to enter your passcode with a notice that face di- face ID is temporarily disabled. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people didn't know that that you can do this. So now the device is locked, and the only way it can be opened is by the passcode the temporarily. Code, yeah. It'll get re-enabled once you put the code in. Same thing you can do that during with uh, if you do it through emergency SOS when um, uh, when you uh, go into settings you tap emergency oh, yeah, SOS yeah. if for some reason it goes into that mode too you can enable any of the call withhold and call with uh, the five presses options you know when you press it five mm-hmm. times it, it uh, goes to SOS uh, so you can cancel that immediately and then you'll see the same thing you'll get a prompt for a passcode that uh, uh, no, that gives you notice that the face ID is temporarily disabled okay so. Check out the show notes. We've got a link there in there about that as well. I thought that was great, uh, a great tip to share for this week. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to actually talk about before we wrap things up is MacStock. MacStock is coming up in three weeks. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming you're still yes. going. Uh, and and I can't wait to see you I'm in person. I'm so excited. For, like for, it's been like okay, so like forever. And that is going to be on uh, July 23rd and 24th. I've got, I think I've Sounds got right. the, the get the, the dates right. I forgot to bring their website up, but uh, uh, in that neighborhood, it, uh, it's in it's in uh, time is a around that neighborhood. <laughs> it's in it, it's in Woodstock, Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago, nearby where I live. Um, Kelly's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Chuck Joyner is going to also be speaking. Yeah. We've got a number of other guests. So, yeah, I go on the site right now as we record this 22 days away. So that means it's three weeks till I get to see you. Um, so a lot of, lot of great. This is Max Stock 6. Um, a lot, uh, lot of great speakers, including the, including the ones I mentioned and many others. And also me. Um, I believe <laughs> there's still a few. And, and also you as well. And um, so... Uh, a lot of great topics, and uh, I think this is a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to see everybody. Um, there's definitely going to be following all the protocols with the COVID-19. And Mike Potter, the organizer, has been very stringent on how this is going to go, and you yeah. can have social distancing. That So it's not going to be a full capacity, uh, right. but we're going to still be get, get all our friends and all all the friends in the Apple community to come out and uh, see the show. It's it's uh, the, the balance again, of being get, mindful uh, that, that makes it possible for this to even happen so even if everybody that wants to go doesn't get to go the people who who are able to go the people who do choose to go um there's been a lot of stuff put in place so that so that it can be as safe as it can be which is the the reason that it it makes it something that that is worth doing so there are a number of things i've had to pass on because there's not yeah because there's just no way that's a situation I could be in and it's been really disappointing. So it's really nice to see meetings. like taking it seriously. So it makes it possible. Yeah. I've been at plenty of meetings recently for, for work and I did not feel very comfortable at all when you have a large yeah. crowd of people. Uh, so we're definitely, uh, Mike is being very smart, keeping it, keeping it very safe. It is in Crystal Lake, Illinois, which is just right outside Chicago. I said Woodstock, but it's really Crystal Lake. It's at the McHenry County, uh, community college there and uh same great venue it's been for the last five years um and uh definitely come check it out i think it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to be able to see all of us and it, there, there definitely will be some ways to being able to buy a virtual uh, that you'll be able to see all the sessions later uh, for what we talked about but we got a lot of good topics and i know all the speakers that are there so it's a it's a nice uh small list of of, of great speakers including ourselves uh, jay miller speaking as well and mike schmitz is speaking yeah. uh, so we've got a number of others so uh come check it out it's at max 
conferenceandexpo.com. Uh, like I said, there's probably there are a few more there are a few there are a few passes left uh, as the last newsletter that Mike just Mike Potter just sent out. So please check it out. I can't wait to see you, and I can't wait to see you with the as listeners coming out because I know I'm sure a few who are listening is going are going yes. to be there as well. So we're, we're going to have a lot of fun. We got to we got to get our get get our, get our talks in, uh, in order here to have it finished. Yes. The goals. We've got some. I know a few of us will have some work to go yet. So oh yeah, but we'll have it all ready for you. So. You're also going to check out macvoices.com. Um, the truck joiner is interviewing all of the speakers, at least he's going to try to get to everybody. Um, so you'll be able to see us. Uh, you'll be able to hear about uh, what we're talking about. So I'm not going to tease. I won't tease it here. You're going to have to go over and watch uh, each speaker's uh, interview. Chuck did and interview me already, so uh, I should be out there uh, soon. I think he said uh, uh, next week, in, the first week of July, those will start, start getting published. So check that out as well. And with that, let's go wrap things up for this week. And that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can find that you can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show. Uh, buy me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee, where we would really appreciate it. You can also become a Patreon of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you are notified when we are live streaming, uh, which is every Thursday night, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash DaveG65, where you can watch past shows that we've streamed live, as well as all the uh, recorded shows that are posted on YouTube as well. Uh, you can visit In Touch With iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the, the topics that we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The show, the link is in our show notes. Uh, you also can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Kelly Gamont, as always, absolutely thrilled to have you on the show. Where can everybody find you? Uh, generally, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Um, apparently, all I do when I'm not at my day job or asleep is record podcasts um, because I'm here with you. <laughs> and um, I want my MCU Yay. TV is active right now because Ms. Marvel is a show that is airing on Disney Plus. And so we're over there talking about Marvel. Um, Don Melton and I do a show called Greetings from the Uncanny Valley and that is a show about Westworld which just came back on Sunday for its fourth season and so Don and I are doing uh, two podcasts at the same time right now and uh, neither of us are sure how long we're going to last doing this <laughs> I do three uh, so you're not alone so <laughs> we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see that. we'll find out together I guess um so you can find me over on the Incomparable Network. That's where both of those shows are. Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. And um, uh, I Want My MCU TV are both over there. Uh, Mike Rose and I do a show called After Show po The After Show, which is aftershowpodcast.com. Um, we spun up a spinoff show, and we haven't been able to, to schedule to get back to uh, the show Barry, which is a, an HBO show. Um, uh, talking about HBO earlier. And uh, we are working our way through the third season, which has already aired, so you can go watch all of it and then listen to us speculate as the episodes come out. Um, but we're trying to get the rest of those episodes finished up. We did like a little side. We really, really love that show and specifically one of the characters on the show. So I wanted to call it the NoHo Hank fan podcast featuring Barry, but 
uh, Mike wouldn't go for it. So it ended up being called Loud, Fast, and Keep Going, a, ba- a Barry podcast. So uh, <laughs> you can listen to us nerd out about Barry over there and continue to say that we really want Anthony Kerrigan to come on the show and talk to us because if we're hoping we if we say it enough times, like I am king of the North, that if you just say it enough, it'll be true. So we're trying. Um, yeah. Um, gosh, I'm tired just listening to me you talk about it. everything I'm up to and I'm not even sure that's all of it. So <laughs> you got it. I think you got it covered. So there you Thanks go. Thanks again for being your colleague. Yeah, it's my appreciate pleasure. It. I, I love coming I appreciate by and everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and I thank you for listening. All of you are listening out there. Uh, we really appreciate it. Have a lot of fun get, uh, doing the show. And we'll talk again soon.